Broadcasting live from the center of the universe. Presenting the world's only business school without the BS. With optometrist and entrepreneur, Dr. Robert Zellner and USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Yes, sir. It's Ian Clay, broadcasting from the box in the 918. Business school in the topic today. Check the system, plus it's getting you paid. I'm making the business boom, it's what we do. You can do it, then I'll show you. I'm a father of five with maniacal focus. To teach the proven moves, no hocus pocus. Cause get rich quick is not a move. But the proven system will make your life improve. See, I'm more than just a rhymer, like a horse with blinders. Focused on the Thrive Time Show, it's where you find us. He be the Z and I be the C. Teaching business skills from clay to Z. We both grew up poor, but we're poor no more. The goal of this show is to help you score. So I couldn't see the light until my son could see. But Rock the mic in the high school scene A young DJ with a billion dollar dream Numb to the pain that rejection brings So I, like a sock farmer, sweated for that green Now I'm on your radio with a thank you and please Share this podcast with a friend and a mean Now let's talk some business from play to see This is the uh, time show on the radio mm-hmm. Yes it is Oh, yeah It's all about you All about you All about you My name is Clay Clark, I am the former... USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here on a mission to put you in a great financial position. And I could not be more excited to talk about today's topic because I think there's somebody out there who your day, your happiness is always determined by somebody else. Like you allow somebody else to determine your happiness. I mean, is is that you? Is that you listening right now? Somebody out there, you wake up today, and you're a victim of every day. You're not a victor because somebody else can create or dictate your level of happiness or unhappiness. And so we're teaching you the specific moves that you can use to block out negativity. In a quick recap here, a re- recap here. Concept number one, people, surround yourself with positive people. It seems easy. Oh, oh, surround myself with positive people. My network is my net worth. Okay, this makes sense to me. These are things, you know, I want to fly with the eagles. T.D. Jakes talks a lot about this. I love T.D. Jakes' new book, The Soar. You soar. You want to fly with the eagles. But the part that I struggle to, I I, I rarely find this in self-help books, is what happens when you're flying with the beagles, so you're not flying with the Eagles. Can I can you're I flying with can the I give to music? I feel like you've got something getting ready to burn. When you mentioned T D Jakes, he's one I of your favorite favorite speakers every morning. And he's awesome. I mean, how can you not love the guy? Oh. Um, but I feel like there's something b- kind of bubbling, percolating up inside you. And I'm gonna play a little music because I'd like for you to take this. And do a little preaching. Okay, okay. Can you do this? I, I, I because feel, the people I, you surround yourself with is yeah. a very important concept that I don't think you've really Really, I, I think there's more on chicken on the bone that you need to give away. Okay, okay. you ready? Yeah. Come on now. If you have ever found yourself surrounded by perpetual come on haterade, come by on. perpetual haters, preach it. What now. you've got to do is you got to become your own life navigator. Come on now. You can't be a procrastinator. You've got to decide that today is the only day that you have, 
And you got to look at the haters and you got to laugh. You got to defriend those people. You got to block them from your Facebook. You got to block them from your phone. You got to quick return their calls. You got to fire now. them. Kick them out of their office and then take all Preach the it. old photos of them and Preach burn it, them. Clark. Preach it. And then after you burn those photos, if you have to go to the bathroom, pee on the ashes because you're done with those people and i see this all the time people want to hold on to nostalgia go well we used to be partners we used to be friends back we in used the to fifth be, grade but you're not anymore and you've got to move to a place z sometimes you have to do this you've got to just say it is what it is it is what it is and people in your life are going to be there for i love your term by the way clay that you have <sighs> indoctrinated accused ah. in my brain the tour of duty it is. It's a tour of duty. Right. I mean, they have a. Se I like to use the word season, but you had the tour of duty, which I kind of liked. By it's the like way. well, the, the tour of duty is marked by a commitment uh -huh. and an expiration date. Bingo. So, as an example, Wes, have you do, have you, do you know any friends of yours who've served in the military? Yes, several. Okay, and, and when someone enlists, I'm not asking you to become all of a sudden a military expert. Yes, he's a military expert. But do they get expert. to choose how many years initially they sign up for? Two years, five years, four hundred and seven years. I mean, can they get to choose, or is it just kind of like? Infinite. How does that work? Break it down. I mean, well, there's usually there's usually a, a time. Yeah, they get lump to that you right. pick, but you can pick. You negotiate lumps. it, right? You negotiate that so, up front. Yes. A friend of but you mine. You can't join for six I've, months. I've had many dear friends who served in the military. I appreciate you serving. One of my friends, he served in Afghanistan and he served in Iraq, and he came back. This was, you know, about what seven, eight years ago. And I remember yeah. talking to him. He'd served in one tour of duty, and I pulled him aside, and I was just talking. I said, "How are you doing? Okay?" He said, "Yeah." I said, you know, you're going to go back? You're going to do you going to reenlist? He said, "Absolutely not." No. And I said, "Why?" He goes, "Well, I, I went in there, I wanted to be all I could be. My recruiter told me I could connect with people, meet people, improve my skills, and I got shot at and watched my good friends die." <laughs> oh, that's not and good. And he's like, "I'm I'm that's not good. I'm not I'm not doing it again." Yeah. Now, what's interesting is that his friend, who was also in the room at the time, he said, "I'm going back." We're not going to let those guys win. I'm going back. I'm going back. And my buddy, who also, again, these two guys who both served, he says, look, buddy, they've been fighting in the sand for thousands of years. I don't think we can help them win the, win the resolution. They hate each other. And the other guy says, no, I'm going to go back. We're going to finish this thing. Now, according to Fox News, this came out about three weeks ago, uh, according to Fox News, they're reporting that 98% of ISIS has been eliminated in the past six months. 98%, according to Fox News. Well, they've taken the gloves off. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, that's the word on the street. Now, I'm not over there. Right. But that's the word on the street. What I'm saying is my friend isn't an, a bad person because he decided not to re-enlist. It was his choice. He said, I'm, I'm done. I've, I've served my thing. I'm glad I did it. Yeah, his choice. But employees are the same way. Right, and that's why it always amazes me when you have an employer I say, I can't believe they quit. I can't believe they're leaving me, and they didn't give me more warning. They because just walked they want to do more than be a call center inbound phone operator. Shocking. Who the heck's in second grade? And they said, what do you want to do? I'd, I'd like an, to be a middle manager for a aspiring small hair firm business. that's not probably going to make it. When, uh, you know, I would like to be a middle manager in a cubicle with largely vanilla and I'd beige, like to be. I'd uh, like to be, you know, working of, some small, you know, department store and check people out. Which, I'd like to be you know, the assistant manager of a department of motor vehicles if there if it comes available. I want to work at a DMV that hasn't changed the linoleum on the floor in eighty seven years. I'd like to be a backup assistant manager for no people have aspirations and what you're doing is you 
are making people become evil if you're going to hold people hostage. So you, you hire them. You say, what are your goals? You say, well, you know what? Let's go ahead and do this one year at a time. Let's do a year. At the end of the year, you tell me where we're at. And you evaluate. So, Wes, I want to get your take on this, okay. and I really want to get Grant's take on this as well. So when you hire people, is it yes. ever shocking to you? Because you've been an attorney for how long now? Is Seven months, eight, uh, eight yeah, months, eight years? How many years? A decade or so. A decade, okay. So you've been an attorney. Is it amazing to you the turnover that occurs within legal firms and businesses that you represent? No, I think it, it's disappointing sometimes when you lose someone you really, really like because they're doing a great job because uh, those people are hard to replace. But, uh, you, I mean, you have to bless and release. You say, bless and release. thank you for all the good work. Fly thank away. you. Maybe you take a shot at, can I convince you to stay if they're doing a good job? You maybe try one last run at it. Right. But then if they're still going on or they're moving out, I had a lady that just moved to Minnesota to be closer to family. and Slicer tires. I said, well, That's thank you for awesome That's not a real thing. Work. People don't move to Minnesota. I'm from Minnesota. Yeah. No, People move there, away yeah. from she's, Minnesota. Yeah, she's going to California. Wow. And, uh, yeah, okay, but, but I, I hear you, though. You can't be mad at them because you don't want people leaving talking bad about you. About That guy was such a jerk on my way after so, I did all this hard work for him. So, Grant, have you, as you've grown your business, Messick Roofing, yes, uh, have you, I mean, how have you got, what's your biggest challenge with finding people and retaining good people? Because Dr. Z, here this could be a mentor moment i mean you guys have a fine company you guys have done well uh how do, is it a struggle to find and retain good people how do you guys do it over there at messick roofing well as far as my crews go they've been with me for the last eight years since i've taken over so wow. those guys are solid no doubt about it whether it's in the commercial side or the residential side i've got three different crews that take care of that uh, as far as salesmen go it's it's a pretty tough world out there um a lot of guys want to follow the storms they don't want to sit here in tulsa and wait for something to happen so um that can supposed to be a problem every now and then. So, Z, you have salespeople that work with your companies. If someone's listening out there to the show today and they say, you know, I'm struggling to find good people. How do you guys go about finding good people at your businesses? You have hundreds of employees. How do you guys find good salespeople specifically? Two techniques that, that we use. Ooh. Hire fast, fire fast. Let me, let me, let me, I'm, I'm, take, I'm taking some notes here. Let me, let me get my it notes. Sounds me, it sounds hire mean. Fast, but hire fire fast, fire fast. Fire fast. People change. Drum seldom. Roll. Seldom. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut off the drum roll. I know. Roll. I know. Um, we didn't get we're trying to get People change. I was going to do a drum roll. The Thrive Nation wants to hear a drum roll every now and then. And fire fast. And what that means is people change seldom. In other words, when you bring someone on and they're not what you're looking for and you think to yourself, I can fix them. I'm a life coach, and I'm going to... I can change, Mabel. There you are. Where have you been? We've been together for years, but I know at any moment she could change. Where have you been? I, Mabel, Z, I tell you what, Mabel soon will be a very prompt person in just the first 75 years of my marriage. I can't get it to leave on time. Exactly. So, you know what? You'll put up with what you want to put up with. And your business will put up with what you put up with. But you know what? You don't have to put up with incompetency. And so what I'd say to you is, and it's tough, it's hard. The first few times you do it, it's difficult. But if you, when you get to the point where you're like Clay and I and you've done it so many times and people are like, oh, yeah, they're just, you know, hack and whack. I mean, they'll go on. I hear that they'll all the fire time. You for, <laughs> they'll fire you for anything. Uh, no, not anything. That's not quite fair. Here's but my close. deal. I would just say, <laughs> close. I would just say if it's not going to work out, we're going to have to let you go. And then Wes loves this system because Wes at Winners and King, we get to talk to all the time. You, we do about firing people and then not being happy about it. I would also add, 
try not to put yourself in a position where you can't live without that person, so you're stuck with a bad person. Oh, that reminds me of a lot of great stories that we've said on the on the show before. But the thing about it is, as an employer, I, this is something you've got to get your, your head wrapped around if you're listening out there. Thrive Nation, listen to this. Do it on your time. Do it on your time. Because the employees will do it every time on their time. Oh, it's so true. They get a new job and they got to start tomorrow. Guess when they're leaving you? Hey, I have a funny ambush story for this. Is a pre- tomorrow. Pre- thanks- Today. This is a pre Christmas yeah. story. Oh, pre Christmas. Young man walks up to me. He's been with us a couple years. He walks oh, up to me. He Christmas says, tree, He says, Hey, here's the deal. I wanted you to know how much I appreciate you uh, hiring me. And if I could get a raise about 25% or more, I would love to come back after Christmas. And I said, Really? How and he goes, yeah, I just, I just, uh, if I could get that, I, I'm not, I mean, I just, if I get a 25% raise, I'd be happy to come back. Said, so what you're saying is if I don't give you a raise, or should I do Rudolph the Red Nose? So what's funny, though, is that he and another guy timed it for the same day. Oh, they do it. They do, they do that. <laughs> but you know what? I am plotting and planning and scheming much more than you would. <laughs> what, so, what, is, what? I'm already planning several moves ahead. It's chess for me. It's not checkers. It's a, it's a, oh, oh, chess is a gentleman's game. I'm saying I already saw that. I gave you my pawn. Here comes my queen. Whoop, 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 whoop. Checkmate. Checkmate. Boom. Boom. Now, when we You're come gone. back, I want to get, I really do want to tap into Grant's brain about this. Sure. The visuals. Because the mind is what the mind is fed. And we're talking about today blocking out negativity. And Wes, I want to get your take on this and see what kind of positive movies, positive visuals do you put inside your cranium to oh. keep yourself inspired? Oh, I mean, how many I've got times the can one man I've got watch the, Braveheart? I've got, I've got, oh, stop it. I've got the secret hot move you can't watch, that you've got to come back move. from the break to listen to. This, this movie will increase your bottom line probably 7% just by watching it. Every time we talk about this, your move can't be... You've, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling Z is the mentor. I'm telling Wes is this. I'm telling Grant that you can't just say, watch Braveheart. We've heard it before. We've heard Stop. people say, well, how I stay positive is I watch Braveheart over they and over and over. But they'll never take all freedom! Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, it's business school without the BS. Featuring optometrist-turned-entrepreneur, Dr. Robert Zellner, with USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. 1980 was the year of my conception. From the dorm room, founded DJ Connection. Entrepreneur of the Year in 07. On my path to the top, I learned a lot of lessons. Kicked out of college, writing a parody rap. I dissed ORU like a trumpet rosy recap. I've been known for getting stuff done, like giving a crap. In for jocking up wins while my competition naps. Now it is a Thrive Time show on your radio. Catch the broadcast on the podcast download if you've got to be. Business will help it grow. God's got a plan you just didn't yet know about workflow systems, scripts, and hiring. He's motivating yourself when you need inspiring. These faces made for radio and not TV. Talking everything from play to Z. Auto watches, banks, haircuts, and glasses. You want to sell the body sold to the masses. No classes or prerequisites. Just business school as raw as it gets. It's a Thrive Time show on the radio. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. All about you. All about you. All about you. All about you. All right, Thrive Nation. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. I'm joined here with Dr. Robert Zellner, the optometrist turned entrepreneur. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. That's a thing that you say all the time. No. There was no, no turning. It was always the case. I was an entrepreneur trapped 
in an optometrist body. See, let me tell you something. I have studied Al uh-huh. Sharpton. Okay. And I have studied mm-hmm. Al, Al Sharpton. One of the things that Al Sharpton has put it, you know how there's like, uh, there's like uh, construction companies that will print up a nice sign that says safety first? Yeah. Al Sharpton has these signs that I haven't seen them, but I, I imagine them. I've studied it. And what, he, what, <laughs> I, what I believe that Al is doing. What you believe? No, this is what I believe. I can't okay. prove it, but I just have this all right. feeling. All right, all right, all right. And what, what I believe what Al Al's doing is he says, "Thou shalt rhyme all the time." Yes. Rhyme first, meaning second, third, maybe not even at all. Right. Well, I mean, why? I mean, if you're rhyming, does it really have to so be Al, meaning? So Al would say something like, "You want to be clever like Trevor." And you're going, who's what? Trevor? How does, how does <laughs> that, who's you know? There's a lot. This is a, a Caucasian phenomenon that Al Sharpton is somehow, as an African American, is somehow perpetuating. It's where you'll have a white guy, and they'll be like, "All right, like Dwight." Yeah. And you're like, the fact that that rhymes with right at no point. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter. It makes no sense. So what I have been trying to do is I've been trying to sell Tulsa on this vision that you are an optometrist. Uh huh. Turn tycoon, uh-huh. and you are the Daniel Boone uh-huh. of business. Wow! And here you are for the first time on air. I feel like you're calling me out here. You're saying that you've always been an entrepreneur, trapped in an optometrist's body. The travesty of the injustice. Ah, the injustice. Of the miscommunication. It's unbelievable. Misinformation. The misinformation. Uh. Now, Z, now, if again, if Al Sharpton would hear, were here, he would just rhyme like a, like a convenient gr- greeting card. That's why Billy Madison and Al Sharpton have so much in common. Adam Sandler is Al Sharpton. Oh, don't. St- don't They're the same don't, person. Don't, 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 have don't, you ever don't, seen don't. them together? No, I've never seen them no. together. <laughs> no, I've not, now that you mentioned it. Now, a lot of my world is making sense. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just something to think about. Okay, well, before, we the break, before we went to the break, we're talking about how to block out negativity and that the mind becomes what the mind is fed. So I'm asking you guys tough questions. I'll start with you, Wes Carter. Then I'm going to Grant Gulliver here. So here we go. What positive visuals do you put into your head on a daily basis or weekly basis to keep your mind positive, Wes? Positive. I can think of two things. One, as an attorney, I tend to talk to my family like they're on the stand sometimes. And so I have some sayings around my house. Okay, do do tell. We got to hear this. uh, And you, what did you do with that butter knife in the kitchen the other day? Were you at 702? Seven oh three. There may be a Bible verse here and there about the tongue being a sword and being careful what you say, and uh, so I have to be careful about that. that. That brings me positivity. It reminds me, my my words can speak life or break people down, and that applies to employees as well, especially coming in with a positive attitude, and it just helps a lot of things I do in my life. Can I quote a Carlton Pearson quote real quick here? I, you can rebuke it too. No, no. I, bring, Carlton, bring Pe- Carlton Pearson once told me this, and it was profound. He said, Clay Clark. You do not spell words. Words cast a spell on people. Mm. Okay. Be careful. Yeah. And I thought, wow. So it sounds like what you're doing, man. You are you are quoting some Carlton Pearson over there. Yeah. And number two, in my office, I have a big old TV on the wall that I use a second monitor. So when big it's old TV. not March Madness or the Masters, usually it's blank unless I throw something on there for a client. And I have this giant picture of a lion, beautiful picture of like a you know, this awesome. Are we talking like lion. a? Are we say big is like a thirteen inch or a fourteen inch? Like an seven, insignia, seventy nice. inches. Um, seventy. <laughs> and so I get a lot of comments on it. People love it, but what I tell them is, there's sometimes during the day, I just, especially as an attorney, I'm about to make a call, and 
wrangle over a hundred million dollar deal and i look up at that lion and i'm like yeah i got this you know and uh it's positive it's that motivational stuff that it's it can create emotions and confidence as an example of what i've seen wes watch on the tv there's a scene from step brothers where the two brothers uh, apply for a job while wearing tuxedos and one brother hides behind the other brother and he gets stuck where he's they said uh he says well thank you pam how do you say is it pan or is it is it pam and she says it's pam and he says is it pam and she says no it's it's pam and he says pam. and that that's the kind of stuff west watches to motivate himself that's true that's that's, that's kind of that deep it's only for the special occasion well I, I i'm a little confused because we were talking about surrounding ourselves with the right kind of people P- positive and, visuals and, and he surrounds himself with lions now, lions. I, lions, the tigers, lion of Judah. I mean, the lions, lions and tigers the and Detroit bears. Lions. Oh my! I'd be I'd be lion if I wasn't telling you, Grant Gulliver. Give me ask the same question. <laughs> so here we go, Grant. What positive visuals do you surround yourself during the day over there at Messick Roofing to keep your mojo positive? I just like to to focus on those uh, what I hear from the YouTube videos in the mornings when I hear those motivational or college commencement speeches. I like to carry that with me throughout the day or throughout the week and just uh, kind of keep the right attitude. Stay away from politics and uh, just keep the right people in your life. Stay away from politics. Zol- po- politics Zohan. are never negative. No, negative politics are super and they're always Trumptastic. Now Z, back to you. So Z, I don't know how that happened. Z, can you can you explain what positive visuals do you put in your mind or your office or? Are on your, visuals. Your, I was busting. What positive visuals do you put in your, in your people, office, yeah. your man cave, your decor, your business, your patina? What do you put up there? You know, I've got several positive sayings. I've got several positive signs. I've got several positive like things that mean you know that that are personal to me. I mean, I uh, my one of my passions is horse racing. And and you know, it's kind of fun because they you win picture is always fun because you won. Right. Oh, yeah. You, I'm just. I mean, I don't want to get too deep into that. But I wanna, uh, well, I'm trying to break but, it down. But, man. but, I'm but, to but, but a win picture that you have up is of a win. 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 When you say, and when win, you surround, when you, deep, deep. yeah, I know. You don't often get. You wow. don't often buy the picture of your horse running second or third or fourth. <laughs> or this fifth. actually right here is a picture of me finishing eighth. Eighth, but you know, it was a competitive eighth. But you know, she ran really well, so I thought, you know, I'd go and get the picture. This is a picture of me when an employee filed unemployment. This is my face right there. This, this is my face. <laughs> it's so motivational to me so, every time I look. So, so for me, you know, surrounding my with these visuals of wins, i.e. horse wins, i.e. life wins, okay. are, are fun and good and encouraging and they edify and lift you up, and that's good. Speaking of Josh Groban, Z, you raise me up, you know what I mean? I do. Okay. Now we come back, we're going to talk more about surrounding yourself with positive visuals to create a positive atmosphere. I can do it. I know you can too, but you get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, it's business school without the BS. Featuring optometrist turned entrepreneur, Dr. Robert Zellner, with USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. I don't. I don't know if this is possible. What, what's possible? But a lot of times you listen to sports talk and they'll talk like about predictions. Yeah. And a lot of times they try to, uh, you know, they have these clever little 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 ratios and scenarios. They'll say, sure. 
I predict the Patriots in a 32-23 to 23 win over the Titans. And here's, here, I'm going to go on the record okay. of stating what I think okay. is going to happen. Okay, and that record goes something like? After the Patriots go up by 42 in the first half of the first quarter. Yeah. And the Titans start crying. Yeah. I predict the entire team. I predict that Bill Belichick will run over and say, "Guys, to prevent a mass suicide, we'll yeah. let you score a touchdown before the half." You know, like like they're going to have Kool Aid or something on the sideline. Like, guys, I don't want you guys to all drink drink the Hemlock. So please no, no. just, yeah, yeah. please just. Uh, That's very sweet of Belichick to do. And that, I by think the way. in the third quarter, Bill Belichick sweet. says, "You know what? To make it fair, yeah, it'll be eleven on Belichick." Mm. So what I'll do is I'll hike myself the ball in a rare formation. Yeah. And then I'll just I'll elude you guys with my craftiness. And oh, then nice. Bob Crafty. Craft. No, yeah, that's Craft nice. and Belichick. Yeah, Kraft will come down, and he'll, in the fourth quarter, he'll say, Tom, Bill, I want to lie. I want to get this out in the open on the transparent wavelength. We're going to be together until the year 2020. Oh. And I until Belichick sweet. goes to the Giants. Yes, so next sweet. year. And I, so and I, and I, and I, and I, and I predict to oh. to solidify the Trinity and the holiness of that moment mm-hmm. that the cheerleaders will come out wearing long pants and almost like an Amish decor yeah. to show their well, conservative pants. Their new values. They wouldn't be pants. Instead of instead of instead of the the long the, the skirts. Che- long skirts. So the cheerleaders They're not doing their risque Amish. dance routines to come, show the the sanctity of the Holy Trinity. Horse and buggy they will churn. They will churn their butter and the beer Butter, will start selling Amish-made soap and, and furniture they will, rather they than scowl. I don't think you put butter in soap. I think they scowl at all, the, all the electrical stuff in the in the stadium. The, but I mean, scowling <laughs> is not. You know, Let me tell you not. what, guys. I know one thing about the Amish. I know they make great <laughs> aluminum trailers. <laughs> yeah, you, you, <laughs> <For> sure. <laughs> I'm do serious. You I know, bought do, one. Do you Napany, <laughs> I drove to Napanee, Indiana to buy an aluminum trailer, my first one. Do you actually know an Amish person? No. I have actually bought a trailer from Amish people. <laughs> do you know? I'm going to ask I've the question again. I've never driven by a fudge Amish distribution center without <laughs> buying something. Well, that's for, well, who without have, I mean, buying Every something. time we see, we're like, that's we're like going to pull over. It's handmade. And it's apparently hand, because they rebuke technology, it's going to taste better. It's like, Andrew, you're not Amish. Why are you selling the fudge Look, at the distribution center? I mean, think about how that worked for aviation. Here's the deal. Our pilot has rebuked all modern technology, and he's going to be flying today's plane with a hand crank. <laughs> oh, we should pull over and get it. Does he make fudge? <laughs> Does he make and everybody on the plane gets fudge. Hoppa. Hoppa. And, and, and peanut brittle. Yeah. Ah, well, segue. Why are you okay. being silly? Come on, we got to get so serious. We're talking about I know you're so excited about this weekend games, the Patriots playing the Titans. 10 a.m., the tailgating begins. Uh, do, you, do you not fear Mariota at all, by the way? Just as a side note, quick How side note. How do you note. say that name? Does anyone fear Mariota? Who is he? Mariota? I, who is he? What team is he on? Apparently, he's from like the West Coast. Is he's he like in a, the NFL? I, I think he's a, he's a starting quarterback. Does Tennessee for, uh, still have a team? I thought we were just going to show up and they would just give us a victory, whoever they are. I mean, if you were going to say if you were to say impressive mascots, I'm a Titan. I'm, I'm a Titan. A, I'm a Patriot. I mean, Titan's a pretty impressive mascot. I'm just it's just a side, it's just a side note. I'm side di- note. okay. Well, speaking don't of get, ladies' home journal, of, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the mind becomes <laughs> the mind is fed and learning how to block out negativity. We're talking about visuals, how the importance of putting visuals into your mind because so many people get they, they get negative real fast because they allow people to steal their joy. And if you're going to be successful, 
You have to find a way to ordain your own destiny and to determine your own outcome of each day. You have to, de- you have to determine that today is going to be a great day, that this is the day that the Lord has made, and you will rejoice in it and be glad. You, you, you're going to rejoice because you say, it's profound. I'm above the ground. I'm going to make today awesome. And then here comes adversity, sneaking in, trying to steal your joy. Hey, Clay, John, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. A serious question. Yes, yeah, sir. I mean, this is, I want you to really think about this. When was the last time you let someone steal your joy? doesn't happen anymore. I, I know it doesn't happen anymore. I asked when was the last time. Right and before I the, knocked and, out and, my brother. <laughs> what? So my dad and my dad. Oh my gosh, Wes knows okay. that. But okay. at my dad's funeral, okay, all right. My brother. They, they this put is my, what two year, a year and a half. Yeah, about a year and a half ago, they okay. put my dad in the ground, and they said, "Does anyone have any last words you can speak?" You know, I said after a great ceremony, 400, 500 people are there, and my brother says, "Yeah, I'll, I'll take the mic. I got this." So with his, you know, clear his collar on, he gets up there and just airs his grievances and complains about my dad as they're putting him into the ground, and other people got up and left. You know, I called him an a-hole, which is code for an amazing whole, whole person. And so I called him an a-hole and got up and left my own dad's funeral. And I went home, told my wife, uh, later tonight I will attack him physically. So, <laughs> and then okay, I just okay. waited. Right, and that, okay, that was okay. about, then I wait, it was okay, about five okay. hours of that <laughs> this day. This is a true story. Yeah, and I waited till later that night, and then about 7 o'clock I knocked him out. Yeah, it was like one punch or did it take several? Well, I grabbed him. I said, I want you to apologize. And he refused to. And I said, please apologize. He said, it wouldn't. Please apologize if wouldn't. So I grabbed him with the left hand, hit him with the right hand, knocked him out. And then everyone tried to pull me off him, but I wanted to get more hits in. So and you then, only got the one. Then I had to call Winners and King to represent me. There in the you go. Tie in. So I'm just saying, I mean, that happened. That was the last time. Because I was mad all day. And I told Vanessa, I'm going to sit down here in the man yeah. cave. Yeah. And then I'm going to attack him tonight. Does it, isn't that one of the most horrible feelings you have is knowing that someone had the authority, the ability the and I gave him the power of it. It was the my power fault. Power. I gave to, him to, the power. To, it's to, my to, fault. To, and if I, I'm t- to telling rob you, that from you, to take that from you, I allowed him to steal the joy of the funeral. Now, if I could have done it over again, I would have told him to shut the H up, which is to shut the uh, himself heaven, up, his heavenly self up. I would have told him to shut up, and then I would have forced him to stop talking, but I would not have punched him. Like a tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have. You would have. A bear hug. You would have shifted, shifted it, taken the mic. A Shawshank and Redemption. Dropped the occurred. mic from him, metaphorically, and actually dropped the mic from him. So, um, yes. You know, because everybody listening out there right now, they're driving, they're in their cubicle, they're at a truck stop, they're could be on a. I mean, it could be the middle of the night. They're could listening be in a shower at a truck sleep. stop. Yeah. looking for a Pizza Hut. And they're saying to themselves, Chicken salad. They're asking themselves right now, <laughs> when was the last time I let someone. I gave them the power to take it was my joy from them. dad's funeral? And, and share that moment. Position A, we're trying to say right now is position A is never, never, ever, ever, ever letting your joy be dependent upon what somebody else does. So, John, I want to ask you this question: What visuals do you put into your head on a daily basis to keep it, to keep yourself positive? You manage a lot of people. How do you stay positive? What visuals do you put into your mind? I actually want to flip this a little bit because it just as important as uh, seeing visuals every day that you put in your head is is not putting certain visuals in your head. Ooh, come on, preach it. You know, and so like if you get a text message, if you get some Facebook review, if you get a Google review or whatever, and if you like harp on that, you can really let that. Re- ruin your day but on the flip side of that is you can just choose to ignore that and say hey that's actually not like uh, productive to this day and i don't want to focus on that whenever i have to open my email during the day Mm. you know that i honestly close my eyes 
Yeah. I never look at my email during the day because I hate it. And when you drive, you close your eyes. I close my eyes because yeah, I hate yeah, that too. You hate that too. <laughs> <laughs> now, we come back. I want to tap into Grant's inner genius. He's the founder of Messick Roofing. Not the founder, but I guess a second generation operator, third I generation. Say, I was going to say, it's been around for 56 years, and he looks like he's like, you know. 27. Yeah. We come back. Maybe. Grant Gulliver is going to break down 30. how he stays positive visually. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. It's your year to thrive. Success you will find Today is your day And now is your time This moment is profound Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show On Talk Radio 1170 Broadcasting live From the center of the universe It's business school without the BS Featuring optometrist turned entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner With USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year Clay Clark I don't understand why Richard Roberts' music career didn't take off. Well, I, you know, I, we're help. We're trying to help it. We're trying you to resurrect may it. Be discouraged. It's about resurrection. Resurrection. Like in. Resurrection. You might office at the Scottish Rite because you lost your school. Okay. Sorry. Hey, right. Right. Okay. Yeah, we move why well, would I say too that? real. Why, too real. Who wrote that? Who wrote those lyrics? Why would I say that? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's a lie of the devil, but it's true. Okay, moving on. Okay, so positive visuals. This is so important that you learn how to put positive visuals into your mind on a daily basis. Drivers, you need to stop laughing. That was in the past. We're moving forward. So, Grant, I want to ask you this question. How do you as an entrepreneur put positive visuals into your mind on a daily basis or weekly basis? Or is there movies you watch? Do you like to put up motivational posters in your office? What do you do? I've got a few motivational posters, but uh, you all kind of touched on a little bit in the past, uh, in the segment, a few, past, a few segments ago where um, you kind of surround yourself with the right people and keep the right attitude, and it leads to some positive outcomes. And I like to reflect back on big big jobs I've sold in the past and uh, where well, I found there you a, go. a win-win situation with a client or somebody that I could really help out and change their life. So The big kahuna, focusing on the big kahuna, as he talked about that as well. You want to document the big wins, put them oh, on yeah. the wall. Yeah. And encourage yourself. Now, see, geography. I want to get your guys' take on this. Geography. So many people are born into a neighborhood that, let's just say, is not great. But for whatever reason, they say, well, I was born here. I don't want to be a sellout, so I'm going to stay here. Oh. Sometimes you have to move away from the family homestead. Break it down, my friend. What, what would you say to someone out there who says, I don't want to be a sellout. I don't want to leave. I mean, I love the bus that's parked on my lawn because the tree, the, the bus has been there so long, a tree now grows through the bus. And that looks so great next to that decorative refrigerator on my lawn. And I love, I love the people of Sepulpa so much. I could never I leave this, this, this hilly hillside environment where a, 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 a homeless person has now begun to homestead. I could never leave this area because I grew up in this home. <laughs> I think they're See, called squatters. Clay, Clay, generational poverty mindset is a difficult thing to kick in the butt. And what happens is, is that, you know, you, you're born into a, a family that has a poverty mindset. Okay. And they have a poverty mindset because as we're talking, I mean, we're not talking about nice neighborhoods. We're talking about bad neighborhoods. So they're in a low-income neighborhood because they have to be there. Right? Quick, it's not I, because people choose to be there. It's like, you know what? We're going to sell our mansion 
and moving to trailer When park. I was referring people that park buses on their lawn and allow trees uh-huh. to grow yeah. through and put yeah. refrigerators up there, yeah. I was referring to high-income neighborhoods. I don't know why you would assume I was referring <laughs> to low-income neighborhoods. Back to you. <laughs> Silly me, I know. But let's assume that I'm right, okay? Mm-hmm. And that you had made a reference to low-income you know, neighborhoods. Didn't so, happen here, folks. <laughs> so you're in a low-income neighborhood because your family is low-income. Okay. So there is a tad bit, whether you want to believe it or not, of some poverty mindset there. Yes. And so when you break out of that, when you're the first one to go to college in your family, when you're the first one to, you know, have a seven-figure income. when you're First the f- person in your family to wear a shirt during the day. <laughs> or shoes. Or shoes. Or shoes. And, and that or to not service. have a mullet. Yes, or not have a mullet. Mullet's a fine thing. Or to not think Joe Dirt was an Academy Award-winning movie. It, was it? First of all, take that back. <laughs> or, or Mike Gundy's a good coach. So what happens is oh, when, you, wow. when you when you've been around that for a long time and you're breaking out of it, you know what you have a lot of people, as we said earlier today, you know one, one of the things about the negative mindsets is people that are around you and your family, because this is family, they have access to you. They could be around you. You may not want them around you. You may say, you may think to yourself, oh, my uncle is, oh, my, you could even say my dad, my mom, my brothers, my right. sisters. They have this negative aura about them. They're like, who are you? Why are you big fancy pants? Well, if you just do the math, whoever you're spending your time with determines your level of happiness. Mm-hmm. So you got to move sometimes. Sometimes you got to move. And the idea that, hey, it's okay to want to make your left your your life better today. It's now, okay. It's okay to want to do that. Yeah. Now in the Thrive offices, we put up motivational quotes everywhere. Oh, it, because we want to make sure that you're surrounded by positive encouragement and inspiration. We put client wins everywhere. John, just today, we had two clients send us a thank you cards. One guy True. sold like 57 houses? Uh yeah, I think it was 56. 56 houses. Yeah. And so he sent us this thank you note. You know what we do? We put it on the wall. We have a wall. John, can you explain what it's... For people who haven't been to our offices before, can you kind of explain the, 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 the decor and the visual mojo? Yeah. Well, first of all, I would just say, come check it out at the February conference is what Ooh. I would say. Um, but no, every single inch of every single uh, wall in this office is covered by some motivational quote or a client win um, uh, that, that's just really, really inspiring. So it's just really cool to see like the people that were able to help grow their businesses and then not only impact their lives, but impact all of the lives of their customers at the same time. When you first applied to work with us you know, almost six years ago, and you saw all of these motivational quotes everywhere and all of the uh, little stories on the wall and the success stories. What was going through your mind? Do you think, man, someone spent a lot of money at Hobby Lobby? Well, no, I absolutely loved it because it, it just showed like a purpose, a mission, you know, like somebody that was going somewhere. And that's why I latched on. Boom. So I'm just telling you, if you're trying to hire people, put positive visuals in your office. Now, the final one is the smells. Z, you know I'm always burning pinion wood. As we're doing the show today, we have three pieces of pinion wood burning right now. But how do smells impact your office environment? You know, I'm going to tell you something right now. I have got a new move. A new move? A new move. What's the new move? I've, I've been going to the store that every time I've been in it, I've been the only dude in it. Oh, no. I know. I, I don't don't are make me give to, up my man card. Are you going to Victoria's Secret? No, 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 no. 
Uh, it's going to Bath and Beyond, or what's it's in New York Square? What's don't it? even what's say it. Z. Bed Bath. Z, Z don't say not it. Bed Bath and Beyond. Z, give me your man a, card. I don't know what you're about. You think I know this? And I and I, and I John, have. What's the store? Yeah, that you you know this to. store. I don't know the Stop. store. Stop. <laughs> it, it has the plugage. You plug it into the outlet, and then you put the inserts Cincy. into it. Oh, Cincy. Yeah, yeah. Not at Cincy's. Not Cincy's. No, and they have a little. It's a little jar with liquid in it, and it creates this wonderful aroma. And every time I every so time I good. walk into my place it's now, awesome. it's like, oh my god, mahogany teakwood's my favorite smell. I, I absolutely love the daffodils; they're so amazing. Like the, lavender. the whole the lavender daffodils or the spring dream. That's Stop amazing. It. I'm the talking summer about solstice. Smells. The man's summer solstice is amazing. Stop it. But the smell is important. You know, we have only so many senses. Did you know that, Clay? Well, I, I actually went to the man store, uh-huh. uh, which, is, which doubles as a toilet store. And I went in there and I said, do you guys have any tools? And they said, we can give you, a, yeah, we have a tool. Do you have any smells? They said, yeah, we'll give you some meat. You put that in your office, it'll smell like meat. For a few days, then it'll get rank and then it'll, you'll, you'll run you out. I have never been to that store you're referencing, except for in the holidays. Z. Well, but you know, I'm this, sure, this, I'm this, sure this, your wife and daughters have been there. No, but seriously, this impacts you in a positive way. This does. It does. And mahog- I'm just telling you, mahogany teakwood, mahogany. rich mahogany, mahogany, rich mahogany teakwood, Ron Burgundy. I'm, I'm Ron Burgundy. Burgundy um, is my favorite smell of of the group of smells. But uh, it's very important because you know you have vision, you have hearing, you have taste, you have touch, and you have smell. You only have five. Now, Z, speaking of smelling terrific, Grant Golliver's on the show today with Messick no, Roofing. So he does smell Grant, good. What's, do you have a smell in your office? Do you like to burn pinion wood? Do you like to uh, you know, have a, a group of the employees just smoke a massive amount of cigarettes to create that smell? Or what do you, what no. do, you do to create the aroma you like there? In growing up in the company back in the 80s, the, all the office ever smelled was like cigarettes. So uh, now it's a lot different. Uh, it's the same office. We've been working at it for 56 years well, now. But uh, my it. wife does love the Scentsy Candles, so we've got one of those for every month. Okay, now, now, okay, Jonathan Kelly, go, Jonathan Kelly, this is your chance to one-up everybody. What's your favorite smell? What makes the smell well in your office environment? Well, I actually love the smell of peppermint. What? So peppermint Ooh, oil, peppermint. Peppermint is so great. I love peppermint. peppermint during January. No. This is awesome. I'm sorry, what was that? Sorry, I just I wasn't sure what you just said because I was just sifting through my Ladies Home Journal catalog and I found a picture of you. Is that because you're a Patriots fan? So, like, all Patriots Sorry, fans I can't get, hear your mic's yeah. cutting out. It's oh, so okay. crazy. Oh, yeah. Now, Thrive Nation, we have four ways that we can serve you and one way that we can attack you, John Kelly. That's three plus one. That's okay, two plus so what, two. if you go to thrivetimeshow.com, you're going to find the podcast. You can subscribe. It's always free. The podcast, never miss a broadcast. They're all archived there. Never Two, ever. the one-on-one business coaching. We can help you for less money than it costs to hire even one $8.25 per hour employee. Three, we have the in-person workshops. And four, we have a buffet of thousands and thousands of video trainings available for you for a dollar just for the first month and $19 every month thereafter. Check it out all at Thrive Time Show. My name's Clay Clark. That's Dr. Z. That's Incredible Grant Golliver. And that is Jonathan Kelly. As always, three, two, one, boom! This moment is profound because you're above the ground. Your road might have been rough, but what you've got now is now. We're here to pick you up and to even show you how. But you got to be resourceful with that old pow pow. Started from the bottom.